is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Let's talk fantasy football. It's Thursday, and I want to eat, so let's get started. <laughs> Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisner, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Good morning. No uh, no football game for you today? No, no football game. I left those behind in Florida. You know, very disappointing. But I will be have pl- three football games to watch today. That'll be Are they fun. playing without you? They are playing without The game goes on. We, in my family's wow. had a football game for over 20 years in a row now in South Florida. And uh, the, the game will go on this year. Yes. So you, you can go, stop by and play if you want, Jamie. Sure. What's All the right. address? I'll I'll give you the address after the show. Uh, let, real <laughs> quick, very thankful for the listeners. Very, very, like, sincerely thankful for the listeners, for the interaction that we get with the listeners on this podcast, on the radio show, on FFT, the video show, on Twitter. We love you guys. That is not that is not me just saying that. Wouldn't be here without you. So thank you. Very true. Very thank true. you. Thank uh, yeah. Th- thanks. Very thankful for the guys I work with, Dave, Jamie, Heath, Ben, etc. For Ben Schrager, who's producing our podcast, he's uh, he's having fun with his family this week. For the video what crew, about Andrew Bomber, it, I just the video crew, Deb, Andrew, Janita, Janita, Mikey, mm-hmm. all the guys and girls who make it happen. So thank you, Chris uh, Towers. You don't want to thank him? He, yeah, <laughs> Chris, Will, Will Doctor Chow, Doctor Bowers. How about you guys? You want every, any thank yous to throw out? Just for you, buddy. You're the best. Oh, thanks, man. I got some good stats today. Who's going to win by more points this week? The Patriots at Houston or the uh, Ravens against the Niners? The Patriots don't score very much, so I'm going to say the Ravens against the Niners. I think the Patriots score a decent amount. I'll go with the I'll go with the Patriots over Houston. Okay. Sorry, we spoiled the ending of the game for. They'll win by ten. Any uh, all right? Let's uh, let's get some quick thoughts on Thanksgiving games. We previewed the games extensively yesterday, and I know that when people listen to this show, some of them, some of the games are going to be underway or over because it's just it's a it's a weird day. You, you know, you might be listening to start or sit on Friday or Saturday instead of Thursday. So we'll do this quickly here. You can skip ahead a couple minutes if you need to. Um, I got an email from Adam in Toronto. He wants to know what he should do about Julio Jones. Would you bench Julio Jones for Crowder, McLaurin, or Scarborough in a PPR league? Obviously, this is assuming Julio plays. No, I wouldn't do that. I, I know that Julio's banged up and he hasn't given you what you wanted this year, but there's still potential for a big game. And if it's PPR, it's even easier for him to hit that potential. Well, I, I'm I'm wondering though if his lineup's locked, and that's why he has to make the decision. Like I think this is a, if he plays or not. If Julio plays. Oh, okay. Because obviously Julio plays, you're going to play more of those. That's what I think. But uh, you're like the lineup's locked before the first there, game. Yeah, kicks. there's some right. things that do that, so you just want to play it safe. I mean, look, if if we don't get reports that he's uh, guaranteed to play, you know the Falcons have nothing to play for at this point, so they may decide to sit him. Um, I'd be surprised. The fact that he was able to go through the walkthrough, I think, is a good sign. But um, it, what are the names again? Crowder, Crowder, Crowder McLaurin. McLaurin, and Scarborough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously Scarborough throw him out. We like we like Crowder. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, if if you don't hear anything and you're just well extremely concerned, then I'd play Crowder. 
What if you heard a report from NFL Network saying that the Falcons are optimistic about having Julio? Jones yeah, then you play? just then you then you. Well, that's what's they, out there. Yeah. There's a report from right. NFL okay. Network saying that he's optimistic yeah. about playing. All right, uh, but I think that's the only scenario. Like if 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 Julio plays, you're playing more of those guys. So Even with Lattimore expected in, to return. In terms of the uh, Thanksgiving, yeah, he's got good history, a lot of yards against the Saints. Good. So in terms of the Thanksgiving games, you know, the ones that really get me are the wide receivers in the Dallas Buffalo game. You know, uh, I think they're really intriguing. I want to know how you guys feel about them. I mean, we argued with Heath yesterday because he has John Brown in the top five, which I think is just insane. But um, wow, yeah, but wow, but you know, look, he, Brown's been good this year. Um, but I, you know, Cooper mm. says he's healthy. Cobb uh, and Gallup and Brown. How do you feel about them? I actually, I, I don't have it ranked this way, but I feel the most confident in Randall Cobb and just this his role in the offense. I know he won't see Tre'Davious White, and I'm most, I'm least confident about Amari Cooper because he will see Tre'Davious White, and we've seen now two straight weeks where Amari Cooper he's cutting okay, but he's not separating from his defenders, and he's got good defenders on him. Good cornerbacks have been playing him, so I'm nervous about Amari Cooper. I have Gallup ranked higher, and I, I, I like Cobb and DFS. I'm using him in a bunch of my DFS lineup. Yeah, I, I I feel somewhat the same way. You know, it's just Cooper has been very good at home, um, and, and we've seen White give up some plays. We've seen uh, you know the Buffalo secondary give up some plays, even in garbage time. So I I think you treat those guys as as you know low end number two receivers in terms of the two Dallas guys, just because of how I think the pass rush is going to be a problem for Dak as well. I also think after what Jerry Jones said that if they do not run the ball as much as they possibly can. Uh, he might fire Jason Garrett at halftime because he said we want to see Zeke in the uh, the Salvation Army belt yeah. two or three. He, he said mm-hmm. you will see him in the Salvation Army belt two or three times. So I wonder if they get down there throwing the ball if they can't run. But Zeke is going to definitely be the one working in the red zone. So I don't think Dak's going to have a big game. Um, I, I do think that it's going to be a big Elliott game. So uh, that's making me nervous a little bit about the Cowboys guys. For Brown, I think you know you, you just look. The floor is very consistent. Last week was his first game under 50 yards receiving, but he's now been 11 or more PPR points. Uh, I think it's like six or seven games in a row. So uh, I'll take my chances with him. He's a top 15 receiver for me. I like him the best of the receivers in this game. Uh, of the wide of the quarterbacks playing today, other than Drew Brees, how many of the quarterbacks are you starting ahead of Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz? And guys, let's uh, let's Zero. finish up. Okay, okay, great. So that means Darnold and Wentz are ahead of Prescott, Josh Allen, et cetera, and Matt Ryan. I actually go back and forth between Allen and Prescott. I think Allen's going to have a good game. Um, you know, you, you talk about another guy with a good floor, uh, multiple touchdowns, two straight games. Uh, excuse me, six straight games in a row. Um, so he's just been finding ways to be productive and 20 or more fantasy points. I think it's like six of seven. So he just, uh, you know, he's using his legs and, and I think he'll, he'll make things tough on Dallas defense. I misspoke. I, I would start Dak over Allen because I don't know how high scoring a game that's going to be, but over, Darnold wait, ahead of everybody you over Wentz, Darnold, Darnold, Prescott, Wentz, uh, no, no, Darnold, Wentz, Prescott, Josh Allen. Okay. Uh, Everybody, say your favorite. Say your favorite Fanduel lineup for the Thanksgiving slate. If you need time to look it up, I'll give you mine right now. Mitchell Trubisky against the Lions, Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara, Calvin Ridley, Anthony Miller, and Cole Beasley, Jared Cook at tight end, Tariq Cohen at flex, and the Bears DST. So I have Trubisky, Cohen, the Bears, and Anthony Miller. I have Zeke, I have Kamara, Calvin Ridley, Cole Beasley, and Jared Cook. That's my favorite fan to a lineup. Jamie Dave? I've got I've got the Bears DST in all of my lineups. Hmm, yeah. 
I've got Tariq Cohen and Randall Cobb in most of my lineups. I've got Kamara in a bunch. I've got Ezekiel Elliott in a bunch. But if I'm going to pick one lineup to spew right now, here's one. Breeze, Kamara, Cohen, Michael Thomas, Cobb, Russell Gage, Jared Cook, Anthony Miller, and the Bears DSD. Whoa, that's really good. That's a lot better than mine. Good for you. Mine's mine we'll might, see how it does. Yeah, that's very good. Mine might be a little less popular in like start percentage, but that is damn good. Jamie? Uh, yeah, I'm going Breeze, uh, Zeke, and David Montgomery. I think with the quarterback change for the Lions, Montgomery's going to benefit in a big way because the Bears are going to have the ball probably all, all day long. So uh, he's going to get 20-plus carries and have 100 in a touchdown. Um, oh, nice. Wow. Uh, Michael Thomas, Cole Beasley, and Anthony Miller. And then uh, Jared Cook, Devontae Freeman, and the Bills defense. All right, everybody. Good luck on FanDuel. Uh, we're going to talk about David Blau in just a moment. Uh, Apple Podcast Review Mailbag is on Saturday. We will do the mailbag. It's actually going to be me and Jamie this week, so send in your questions via Apple Podcast with a nice review. Fantasy Football Today Facebook giveaway is the player you're thankful for. And don't forget, Eye on Fantasy Football Saturday night. If you're traveling, if you didn't have time to listen to the podcast necessarily, if you didn't have time uh, to a- ask us questions online or whatever, and you need some help, you can call our radio show, Fantasy Football, uh, Eye on Fantasy Football. It's on CBS Sports Radio, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern on Saturday. You can hear it on Sirius Channel 206. Here are your news and notes. Drew Locke could start for Denver. We don't know yet. And Dave, uh, the Lions need a quarterback, so who are they going to call? Call David Blau. Call David Blau. That's his name. That name again again is David David Blau. Oh, my God. Why so slow? I'm trying to to sync it with you. That was terrible. You want to try again a little faster? No. David Blau is going to start for Detroit. Uh, Running back. Damian Williams, unlikely to play with injured ribs. This is big, guys. LaShawn McCoy, as of last night, was only 68% owned. Daryl Williams, 14% owned. If you look at the, what they've done in three games without Williams, either the two games that Williams missed outright and then week 11 when he left early, they've, they've been good all three times. They've been worth using. I, how about this? Ready? Sitting down? I think I'm going to start Daryl Williams over Tevin Coleman in PPR. Uh, it's probably a right call. Mm. Well, wow. pick him up, especially I, I McCoy. I don't hate it at first blush. I don't hate the, it. The, the touches will probably be the same. I mean, Tevin yeah. Coleman just, you know, he, he's, he maxes out at about 16 total touches. Wouldn't be surprised if Darrell Williams gets Yeah, it. and he's been getting two or three catches per game. So at least it's not that big of a touch, a catch edge over Williams. Right. It's a little dicey, but it's obvious who's got the better matchup. Well, I'm just I'm surprised they're not more owned right now because they have a big opportunity and I think well, you gotta remember what point, point of the season, you know, ten team league, some people are out of it, they're not gonna pick those guys up. Yeah. Uh but where like if, if Damian Williams doesn't play, where are you gonna rank McCoy and, and Daryl Williams? Uh well what you're looking at is we have it ranked that way now. Um so I, I may t- tweak it a little bit, but they're both flexes for me as of now because mm-hmm. I think you know you're hoping for it's not going to be like what we saw in their last game against the Chargers where they both score one probably scores and so it's you know trying to guess which one doesn't find the end zone um I would lean McCoy more so than than Daryl Williams but uh uh I, I may move McCoy up a few spots okay so uh, and I'm stashing well Daryl Williams now good for as you. many spots as I can yeah not in my leagues I already got him James Conner mispractice uh, it gets Cleveland, and it's going to be the Benny Snell show there. Hopefully he gets his work. 
Um, Jordan Howard has not been cleared for contact, so I think Miles Sanders is going to be a really interesting one this week. Uh, mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy or Miles Sanders? Sanders. Sanders. Derrick Henry has a Hashtag hamstring Dolphins. injury. You still ranking Derrick Henry as of now? Very highly. Okay. Oh, uh, interesting. I was watching. Uh, there was a video of him working on <clears throat> his uh, his stiff arm drill. It was actually pretty cool. Like they just keep moving a helmet different angles, and he was just standing on the sideline, like simulating running, and then just kept hitting the helmet. It was pretty cool to watch. That's cool. Was it a Jaguars helmet? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a Jaguars player. He decided to come to practice, and just move his head all around. So Derek Henry they put Mariota in a Jaguars uni with a helmet, <laughs> and they said, "Listen, we need you to be useful. Right. Just stand around Derek Henry for the right. next thirty minutes." Matt Breida could play this week at Baltimore. Wide receiver news: Golden Tate missed practice, so Sterling Shepard is he a top twenty wide receiver? Sterling Shepard. No. Top 30. Yeah, closer to top 30. And don't discount Slayton. Yeah, no, but they both have an opportunity here. I I suggest the Giants will have to throw in this game against Green Bay. A.J. Green missed practice. Uh, (laughs) Tyreek Hill practiced in full. Adam Thielen missed practice. He had a hamstring scare. So I don't know if you can rely on him. Like, Do you have to go with Russell Gage and Anthony Miller? Nice sleep. You probably you have to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that it's Monday, though, gives you at least the one more day. They, the, the reason it's a little strange is because they were on a bye, so they came back early and practiced on Monday. And so he was full on Monday and then apparently suffered a little bit of a setback in that practice where he wasn't, you know, satisfied, I guess, with how it's feeling. So their practice really starts today uh, on Thursday. And so if they if they do go, you know, given the fact that it's holiday, how, how hard they'll go. Um but yeah, you probably should play it safe. Now, the other side of it is you could, you know, there's no more bye weeks. So there could be some receivers who are better than Russell Gage and Anthony Miller, although those guys clearly have been, you know, either playing well or good opportunity or both. So, you know, just sort of, no pun intended, but gauge it that way. Um, uh, uh, but I will say this, though <laughs> if you need a tight end, go pick up Kyle Rudolph. Yes. Because Rudolph has been exceptional yeah. every time Adam Thielen has been off the field. Like, I, I've been in tight end hell in one league because of Austin Hooper. And so. I started the week. I picked up Delaney Walker, just the hope that he was going to come back. They placed him on IR. I dropped him for John New Smith, and I was like, you know what? When I saw the Thielen news, I dropped John New for Rudolph, and just hopefully Thielen doesn't play for that scenario. Right, and the Seahawks are awful against tight ends, so Rudolph mm-hmm. could have a nice game, maybe even with Thielen, but certainly without him, we'd like him more. Uh, Julio Jones is a game time decision, but optimistic that he's going to play. As we told you, Juju Smith-Schuster out of the concussion protocol, but now it's the knee injury that he's still dealing with. So it's not looking great for Juju. Muhammad Sanu was limited with an ankle injury, but he and Dorsett both look like they're going to play at Houston on Sunday night. T.Y. Hilton was limited in practice and we still don't know. Is he in this in the same boat as uh, Adam Thielen where you, you have to start Anthony Miller or something like that ahead of Hilton or Randall Cobb or something? I- I mean, again, you know, it depends. If you just want to take the the guaranteed production of what these guys can give you today, then then you probably do that. But if you want to wait it out, look, Hilton is clearly not having a great season. And, um, you know, you have to be worried about him at less than 100%. We saw last week, you know, the, the snap count he was on. Will they do that again if he's still, you know, fighting through this? So um, every report I read seemed to be more optimistic that he was able to get in a limited practice. So I guess that's a good sign that he's going to play. But... You know, you're still talking about a guy, you mentioned this time and time again, Adam, 54 yards a game is what right. he's averaging. And uh, he's extremely touchdown dependent on a team that is clearly run heavy. And Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar look like they're going to play. And Taylor Gabriel is out at Detroit today. And that's why I keep bringing up Anthony Miller. Zach Ertz missed practice with a hamstring injury. Are we concerned about Ertz right now? 
I wouldn't be concerned about him at this point, but if he continues to miss practice, then you've got to come up with a backup plan for him. His name is Dallas Goddard. That would be the best backup plan for him because if Ertz misses the game, Goddard would be able to step right in. It looks like Alshon Jeffrey is on his way back as well. Aguilar can play for whatever that's worth. But Ertz was basically acting as the number one receiver for the past couple of weeks. Huge blow to the Philly offense. Oh, wait, they're playing Miami. Yeah. He'll be okay. Yeah, the, 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 the one thing that I think you hang your hat on is that I, apparently he's played through this for the last two weeks. And, you know, whether that's good or bad, you know, if it, he's making it worse. But um, they need to win. So, you know, even though it's Miami, he, he I'm sure, would like to be out there. And uh, Dallas Goddard is only 66% owned, so you can take a look at him. Gerald Everett is questionable with a knee injury. You could take a look at Tyler Higby if Everett's Absolutely. out against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Delaney Walker out for the year, like Jamie mentioned. Jonu Smith is only 14% owned. He had no targets last week, but he had like... Wait a minute, he did have one. It, there was a penalty. Oh. It was a halfback toss. Derrick Henry threw a pass into the end zone for Jonu Smith, and he drew a pass interference call that set up a Derrick Henry rushing touchdown. Oh, Derrick Henry so, knew what he was doing the whole time. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm not going to let this guy steal my touchdown. And yeah. he throws it, and the defender messes with Jonu Smith. And, you know, smart guy, that Derrick Henry. But, yeah, Jonu Smith is back on the radar. Yeah, and, and before that, general. he had like five to seven targets in three straight games, something like that. Uh, David Njoku's status for this week is uncertain. TJ Hawkinson expected to play today, and Evan Ingram unlikely to play. As far as the offensive line goes, Lane Johnson is going to play. He's at Miami. That's great news for Carson Wentz. Buffalo center Mitch Morse is questionable for today. The Saints are going to be without Teron Armstead and Andrews Pete, two great linemen on the left side of their line. Do you downgrade any Saints because of that? No. I mean, the one thing that you just look at is part of the reason why the Falcons won the game three weeks ago was their pass rush was great. And so if they can get after Breeze again and make him uncomfortable again, I just think that the Saints are going to smash the Falcons after what happened in that game. Yeah, I'm I'm a tad worried about the offensive line issue for New Orleans, but it's probably not enough to warrant like sitting any of their key guys. The Patriots have the flu. I, I, you know, I, I'm going to change it. Sorry. Sit Michael Thomas. He's not good. <laughs> mm. Uh, the Patriots have the flu, so that you know, hopefully they get better by Sunday. Marshawn Lattimore is probably going to looking good to play. Jadeveon Clowney could be back this week. Miles Jack may not play for the Jaguars, who have the worst run defense in football. The, they have, they won't miss him. The Texans could get Bradley Roby back this week. He's a cornerback that's going to make their secondary perhaps even better. They've gotten healthy recently, and the Chargers are going to be without Michael Davis. He suspended two games. He's a starting cornerback. He's already missed two games this year. In those two games, Kenny Galladay had 117 yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins had a bad game, but Kenny Stills had 89 yards. It's hard to say, but he's he's a starting cornerback for one of the best secondaries in terms of at least fantasy points to wide receivers in the NFL. All right, uh, let's get well, again, to some Derwin stats back, to right? know. Are they getting him back this week, Derwin James? That's expect- expectation. Oh, well, that's pretty big. Okay. Um, just one thing in, in the Zach Ertz conversation. And if Evan Ingram and Red Ellison are out, Caden Smith had five mm-hmm. catches last week, and now he's facing a team that really stinks against tight ends. So if you are stuck there, that could be something. Different. Are we talking about that game today? No, tomorrow. Okay. We are talking about seven or eight AFC home games. There are actually nine of them because there are three NFC home games today on Thanksgiving, and we'll save Cleveland and Pittsburgh for tomorrow. We'll see what else we can get to. All right, here we go. Stats to know. Let's get into starter sit. Uh, the Patriots. <laughs> 7.82 fantasy points per game allowed to quarterbacks. 7.82 to quarterbacks. That's the best That's in the NFL. I went back and looked at the last five years. 
they're three and a half points better than any other team. The weird thing is that the Niners actually allow fewer passing yards per game, but the Patriots are giving up like they've had, they've given up four passing touchdowns all year, and they have I think twenty interceptions or something. So it's the best secondary football. It's insane, and and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I you guys were actually a little higher on Watson than I thought you'd be. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I've got him six. Yeah, Jamie, you take top 10? 13. 13th, 13th, sixth, and tenth. Wow. And I feel like that's too high. Nervous. <laughs> we saw we saw him two games ago struggle against a tough defense. I mean, it's going to be the same thing. He's going to struggle. You know, it's just a matter of who you like. I had a question this morning. I did a little ask FFT this morning. Uh, Nick Foles or Deshaun Watson, and it made me pause. I mean, I, Foles, I got a much better matchup. Wouldn't be surprised I, if he's better. I can't. I mean, do it, and though. and you look last week. You know, Watson played well, twenty-two points. You know, I mean, I think he'll be eighteen to twenty. Um, I can't see him getting much higher than that because every quarterback stinks against this team, and he's had his struggles against them as well. Okay. I think he runs a bunch, and I think in the end, with a healthy receiving core, which he didn't have quite the last time he played against them, it was Week One of last year. I think I think he throws a lot. I think he runs a lot, and I think he falls into good production. Next stat to know, Jimmy Garoppolo facing Baltimore on the road this week. In five games with Emmanuel Sanders, he is averaging 8.34 yards per attempt. That is just terrific. He's on pace mm-hmm. for 4,500 yards and 42 touchdowns. Uh, it's nice it, when you play uh, yeah, Arizona. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> he is a sit this week, so I'm not even going to make it a starter sit, but it's just something to know. Garoppolo, great numbers with Sanders this year. So, well, uh, he's got we'll at Baltimore this week, at New Orleans next week. So let's see what those numbers yeah. look like after those games. Sure. Uh, all right, here's a good one. I don't know. I think this one's going to fall. 14 straight running backs with 15 or more carries against the Bengals have had either 91 rushing yards or a touchdown. I guess Le'Veon can get the touchdown. I don't know that yes. he's getting 91 yards. I don't think he's had 70 yards rushing all year, but... No, that but he he can get over 100 total yards. Yeah, start bell. But That's a piece I, love, of I just love that stat. 14 straight running backs with 15 or more carries have had either 91 rushing yards or a touchdown against the Bengals. All right, this one's amazing. The Jaguars have the worst run defense in football. They are giving up 5.62 yards per carry to running backs, the highest in the NFL. I love Ron Jones. Th- yeah. Do you, though? Because like, I feel yes. like it's a trap. Like, Philip Lindsay had a great matchup last week, and... You know, Devin Singletary's had some great matches. They don't. They haven't the ja- had huge no, games. The the Jaguars are so bad against the run. They're so bad against the run. Yeah. Now he's not going to go for like one fifty and he's not going to have the Derrick Henry game, but mm. he can go for eighty in a <laughs> touchdown. He had what would have been a ninety-seven yard touchdown run called back early last week, and the offensive line now that it's healthy seems to be blocking a little bit better for him. And he had that one week where. He had the big game, 100 yards, eight catches, touchdown. Everybody remembers that. And then the week after that, when Bruce Arians called him a work in progress, his playing time went way down. Well, it bounced back. They, and they, now they, it they had a franchise back. low rushing attempts. Yeah, right. And so now I, I think he's got a good opportunity in a game that they should have a lead in to carry the ball and do it well. And, and now Arians is talking about Ronald Jones. Like he's so close to breaking one. We can feel it. Everybody wants him to get it. So I, I share your excitement for him. I think he's a top 15 running back this week. Yeah, uh, I'm top 12. I, I would start him over Gurley. I'd start him over Barkley. I'd start him over wow. Lindsey. Yeah. I'd start him over... I mean, I guess you get the point. I yeah. mean, Gurley's playing Arizona, so I, I can't quite do that. And I can't bring Barkley to 
go behind Ronald Jones against Green Bay, but I do like him a lot. I'm with you on Lindsay. All right, I'm going to give you a great stat on Josh Jacobs, and if you think that they are going to get blown out, why you should be maybe a little hesitant to start Josh Jacobs at Kansas City because the weather is going to be under 40 degrees and it's bad when it's under 50 degrees for Derek Carr. We're going to take a quick break. That was under 65 degrees for him. 65? The stat I had was 50. Wasn't he 2-8 and in games under 65 degrees? The stat I had last week was under 50. 55? Under 50. Yeah. But under 80 degrees, Derek Carr really struggles. um, All right, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today to talk about Josh Jacobs and get into the games. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. So Josh Jacobs, right? Yeah, Josh Jacobs has been involved in four blowout losses, and he has scored nine, four, 13, and three fantasy points in non-PPR, and nine, four, 16, and four fantasy points in PPR. He has 10 to 12 carries in three of those four blowout losses. So not good. I was a little... Dave, you're the low guy on Josh Jacobs, actually. I think you have him 14th in non, 18th in PPR, but Dave and Heath have him as a top 12 guy. Yeah, well, I'm worried about the workload that he's going to get. Right. So do you guys think it'll be a, a lopsided win? E, I do. The um, I do, but I think, you know, part of the way that game unfolded the first time these two teams met was when Jacobs left the game with a shoulder injury because they were hanging with the Chiefs because you could run on the Chiefs. So that's what they're going to try and do. Okay. I'm still going to start Josh Jacobs. I'm not benching him. All right, then. Start, sit, or flex at best. Tyrell Williams at Kansas City. Sit. Uh, flex at best. Kansas City running backs against Oakland. I guess we already answered that. Yeah, flex. Like, would you start them over Tyrell Williams? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Sammy Watkins in this game. Sammy Watkins in any game. Sit. <laughs> flex at best. Uh, Jameson Crowder at Cincinnati. He is a good start in PPR and a flex in non. Tyler Boyd against the Jets. Must start. Agreed. Who do you like better, Crowder or Boyd? Boyd. I believe it's Boyd. That is so interesting to me, really. Okay. Why? Well, I mean, I think if you just look at the games that Darnold has played with Crowder, he's been better than Tyler Boyd. I mean, he's got touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I think both have good matchup. I think you're going to see, um, you know, this Jets secondary has just been so bad to opposing receivers all season long. I feel like they're getting better, though. Like, I they've know. got this Austin kid playing corner who's better. They I were better for one and week. Brian Poole, Two weeks, Brian Poole's okay in the slot, but I just think the target volume is going to bounce back up for Tyler Boyd with Andy Dalton there. Look at the targets from with Dalton playing for Boyd versus Ryan Finley. Yeah, he's been better. I mean, look, last week was a great game for him. Tyler Boyd he got a huge pass in eight games with Andy Dalton. Let me see if I can get this stat. He's, he's been right around six for 62 as an average. He was on pace for 102 catches, 1,072 yards, and two touchdowns on 164 targets, 10 targets per game uh, for Tyler Boyd. All right. Uh, start, sit, or flex at best. Alshon Jeffrey at Miami. 
I think you have to find a way to start him. Yeah. Because it's Miami. How do you how does he compare to uh the two receivers we just talked about, Crowder and Boyd? I've got Jeffrey ahead of both. One spot ahead of Boyd. Uh I like Boyd and Crowder better, but they're all right there. Okay. And then finally Alshon, uh Miles Sanders, pardon me. Miles Sanders at Miami. I would start him as a number two running back. Must start. Bonus, Devontae Parker against the Eagles. Um, Parker ahead of all of them. I've got him as a high-end PPR flex because Philadelphia is another secondary that's been getting better the last few weeks. Hasn't mattered for him against any secondary. He's been awesome. He's got 10 targets or more in three straight games. Right. He's been a like matchup He's, he's been double-digit PPR points like every week, but I bet he's under 15 PPR this week. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's go to the Patriots at the Texans. One of the stats I was going to give was just about how great the Patriots have been against quarterbacks. I know that the competition hasn't been great, but they legitimately are just a lockdown secondary. Um, Here's your other stat of the game. The Texans, they have gotten better against wide receivers. They have not allowed more than eight non-PPR or 13 PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in any of their last three games. That was Jacksonville, Baltimore, and the Colts. In their last three games, only Keelan Cole has more than 32 yards against the uh, Texans, and only Seth Roberts has a touchdown catch. So they've been a lot better. Let's talk about the Patriots first, and specifically their passing game. Dave, you're more optimistic than Jamie. Jamie and Heath have Tom Brady around 20th. He's an absolute sit. You have Brady 13th. So let's start with that. What did Bill Belichick say when he was on the NFL 100 show this week, and they asked him just about being a great coach, and he referenced Sun Tzu and the art of war. Attack your opponent's weaknesses, cater to your strengths, attack uh, relentlessly. So stuff then they're like going to run all over them? What? No, that's not the Texans' weakness. Their weakness is in their look, secondary. Look at them lately. They cannot stop the run. Oh, I'd have to disagree with that. Look at them lately, the last two games. They cannot stop the Jonathan run. Will- Jonathan well, Williams Jonathan averaged Williams four yards per carry. Sure. He, he just had 25 of them. You know, it wasn't like he, he 26 carries for a hundred. No, I think you got to give Jonathan Williams credit for having a good game. He had a good game. He didn't, he didn't crush them. I mean, the, the Ravens absolutely did. Right. Like, and, and I almost throw that out because that's exactly what the Ravens do. But I, like I was, I was visibly upset watching the game last Thursday when the Colts weren't throwing downfield against Houston very often. Well, when you don't have the tools to throw with, very similar to the Patriots, you're going to do what you, your strength is right now. And so the Patriots are coming off a game where they actually ran the ball well. That, I can't say that's their strength. They have the lowest yard. They have their they have lowest no strength, right? They now. have their lowest yards per carry in the Belichick-Brady era. That's almost two no decades. Strength. Well, they're healthy, though. Look, I'm not, right. I'm, well, the case... Dorsett's where are they healthy? Because Dorsett's back? So Dor- and Sanu. And Sanu's back. And Sanu's and they're back. Getting it's a different story if he has both those guys. Looks like he's going to have I both, right? That exactly what they're going to do is throw the ball. So I, I I toyed with the idea of putting Brady in my top 12 this week. And you see it first. I'd That's much fair. rather start Darnold and Tannehill and Foles and Dalton over Tom Brady right yeah, now. Yeah, well, I'm, I agree with you on half of those guys. Darnold, Tannehill, I'm in. I'll take, I'll take the, the, other the guys, guys with the easier matchups that have actually played better aside from Darnold, but he has a better matchup. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, it, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like we're in love with Tom Brady or Davis. He's got him 13th. So you should probably try to get away from Tom Brady. But I guess the question is really more about the wide receivers. And other than Edelman, are you starting any of them? No. I think it, it, I need to know if Sanu's healthy or not. Because if Sanu's playing, I think he's an okay flex in PPR. And if he's not, then I think Jacoby Myers is an okay flex in PPR. Okay. And Dorsett in non PPR would be a lower, like a number four wide receiver. 
And just to you know, make this simple, you guys are sitting the Patriots running backs. They're all outside the top 24. Even James White in PPR, he's like 30th. So just not involved It would right surprise now. me one bit if he ended up having a sizable role. I know last week we got the fooled you game. Yeah. I, I just wonder how much of that was a byproduct of the weather and the fact that their defense was just completely dominant against the Cowboys when they couldn't do anything with the weather. It's probably going to be the same thing again this week. Their defense well, is dominant every week. It's a dome. There won't be any weather issue this week. Their defense is dominant every week. Yeah, so if you if you are stuck starting James White, I will give you a reason to be thankful on this day. The Texans allow the second most receiving yards to running backs. Seven running backs have had five or more catches against the Texans. Eight running backs have had 40 or more receiving yards. And Mark Ingram caught two touchdowns. Uh, and Devontae Freeman and Damian Williams also caught touchdowns. So, all right. So, you know, if, if he were playing better, we'd probably love James White, but he just hasn't done much. Over to the Texans and Deshaun Watson, who we already got into a little bit, but Jamie's got him 13th. Dave has him 6th. Heath is in the middle at 10th. Uh, Jamie, you just have no faith in anybody going against the Pats. Basically. I mean, it's it's been proven time <laughs> and time again. Uh, you know, it's... I, I get it. He's an awesome player. He has always the chance to, uh, you know, be a, um, a matchup bust anytime there's a tough matchup against him. But you've seen it now from this defense over and over and over again. There's been one player who has solved this defense, and he is the best player in football right now, and it's Lamar Jackson. And so I I, I think Stephon Gilmore is going to make things very difficult for DeAndre Hopkins. So there's one avenue that Deshaun Watson is going to struggle throwing against because he's had trouble throwing against Stephon Gilmore in their tenure, uh, in their matchups against each other. And I don't think Will Fuller beating up the defense that he beat up last week is an indication of him all of a sudden taking advantage of the secondary. So uh, I think Watson's going to have a rough game. The biggest hesitation I have with saying Watson is a, is a start quarterback is that while Bill Belichick is reading the art of war, Bill O'Brien is reading green eggs and ham. <laughs> Because they just, I wish I could look at the Texans and say, okay, they're a smart team that can scheme up. We've seen it a million times. They scheme up against opposing defenses. They just don't do it. They do the same thing pretty much every week. But that thing that they do is usually good. And I can't imagine that they're going to be in a situation where they're going to run the ball a ton against New England. Because I believe New England's going to put points on the board. It's going to force Deshaun Watson to play. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a season high in rushing yards. I think he could run for a score, and I think he can throw one touchdown on top of it, and I wouldn't rule out 250 to 275 yards from him. Here's what we've seen from Deshaun Watson so far this season, because he's had quite a few bad games by what his stature is. Jacksonville, when their defense was healthy in Week 2, 12 fantasy points. Carolina, when their defense was playing well, when their pass rush was great, 11 fantasy points. Indianapolis, when their defense was healthy, 17 fantasy points. And then Baltimore three fantasy points. So he's had some stinkers already this season. And now you're telling me he's going to go up against the best defense and have one of his better games. I'll bet against it. Okay. And then you look at what sports line, how they have it projected. This is amazing. You ready for some of the quarterbacks they have projected ahead of Deshaun Watson? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's almost, I think 30th, um, 30th. Let me count it for you. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, killing me. Eleven. All right, guys, we really got to get 12, we got 13, eight 14, games 15, today. 16, so. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. He's the 25th ranked quarterback based on projections. Behind Trubisky, Mayfield, Tannehill, Carr, Rivers, Allen, Jones, 
Kyler. The list goes on uh, and on. I'll I tell you just, what, it's not going to surprise me if he's in this range. I would feel like such a heel if I sat Deshaun Watson and he went off for 25-plus. What if you sat him and he went for three like he did against Baltimore? Like Dak did. Like Dak had, he's what, against the defense. What's the number, Adam? Dak was horrible. What, the Patriots give up seven-ish points per yeah. game? So Dak was horrible average, last week. Dak had six points he, he last week. He did better week. than what he did against Baltimore. Before we get to Hopkins, why, Jamie, are we sitting Carlos Hyde? He's outside the top 30 for everyone. Because he doesn't catch the ball. He's touchdown dependent, and I don't think they're going to be playing with the lead in this game, so I would not trust the, the Carlos Hyde. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins, start or sit? Lowered expectations, but I would still start him. Um, I would start him as a lower-end number two receiver this week. Yeah, a lot easier to do in PPR. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, his track record against not just the Patriots, but against Stephon Gilmore is not good. But it's around 15 PPR points and around seven non-PPR points. Mm, that's interesting because I looked at him in tough matchups this year. Saints, Jaguars, Chargers, Panthers, Chiefs, believe it or not, and the Jaguars, even without J- Jalen Ramsey. And I had him as eight fantasy points in non-PPR and 15 fantasy points in PPR per game. And that would make him, for the year, actually the number 33 wide receiver, eight points per game in non-PPR, but 16th in PPR. So he's a much better start in PPR, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and, uh, he, yeah, he doesn't have great history against the Patriots. Five, five, six, seven, and seven non-PPR points in, in his last uh, five games against them. But... You know, better in PPR, like 12, 14, and 15 PPR points in his last three games against the Patriots. So, like Jamison Crowder, Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd, are they ahead of DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. No. Okay. Dave is just obviously higher on the Texans offense this week. That's obvious there. Uh, how about, like, uh, Austin Eckler or Hopkins? Eckler. Eckler. Okay. Will Fuller, starter, sit? Sit. I think he's... I think, it, and the temptation is going to be there for people to start him after what happened last week, but try and fight it. Because if there's one guy that I think that could be just too risky in this Texans offense, I think it's him. Okay. He, he could be the X factor in this game because Hopkins, or sorry, Watson's numbers in his career are just eye popping when Fuller's healthy. And, you know, we've seen what he can do. So if he can get going, you know, they've got a chance here. Patriots DST. Sixth, seventh, and ninth for Jamie. Well, Adam, David. where do you come out on those guys, Watson and Hopkins? I would sit. I have no interest in in Watson this week. I wow. Okay. I really don't. I think he. I think he could be terrible. I think he could be absolutely terrible. Uh, and then Hopkins, I think I'd start. I can't imagine. I have. I have three receivers I like better. But I think uh, I would start Devontae Parker over him. But I wouldn't start Crowder or Boyd over him. It's scary how good they've been against like Beckham and. Dak and Cooper had zero catches. It's just, it's, they've been so good. Uh, San Francisco at Baltimore. Here's an interesting stat. A wide receiver has 80 yards or a touchdown in all but one game against the Ravens, even with Jimmy Smith back. So not like they're terrible against wide receivers, but usually one does okay. Is Sanders or Samuel going to do all right against the Ravens? No, I wouldn't trust them. Who are the starts for anybody other than Kittle for the Niners? No. That's the only one I'd feel decent about, and I don't even feel that great about it because it's the Ravens, and I completely buy into everything that they're doing. Okay. 
So like I've got Coleman 26th in PPR behind Jamal Williams, Tariq Cohen, and I'm I'm even questioning if that's too high. Yeah, I have uh, lower than that. It's funny because I looked after you said you'd start Damien Williams over Coleman. I have them two spots apart with Coleman ahead right now. I think um, when we find out that Damien Williams is ruled out, that'll probably move Daryl up. How about, how about Matt Breida coming back? And we could see like a three-headed rotation right. there. There's already been a three-headed rotation, right? But it, it hasn't been like a third, a third, and a third. It's been yeah, I don't think a little bit of Jeff Wilson and then the other two guys. I think they go back to what the rotation has been with Mostert getting a couple touches here. There, I just I wonder s- if Coleman's played himself out of a gig. He's only had seven runs of five plus yards in his last four games. Did you? I I had that stat. You came up with that too. Yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. What do you think I do all day? Well, I didn't know if you took that from me or if you, which is fine. No, or if no, you, no. Yeah, promise. We we overlapped our work. No, I don't want to start Tevin Coleman at all. I'm going to sit him for Daryl Williams in one league. I'm going to look at this other league right now. Uh, I'm sitting him for Benny Snell, and I also have Daryl Williams in that league. And I'm sitting him for Jonathan Williams in that. Do I win yeah. Well, obviously that's a yeah, that's one. an easy one. Yeah, I'm going to sit him for Benny Snell, even though I don't think Snell is going to have a great game. But I just have like no faith in him, and the Ravens' run defense has been. Just absolutely dominant. Three straight game. Eh, forget it. I don't even need to get into it. They've been dominant. And we're going to sit the wide receivers, start Kittle, and Lamar Jackson is a top three quarterback. He's 1-1-3 one, one, and three for Jamie David Heath. Mark Ingram. So how do we feel about Mark Ingram? You're you starting. start him and don't worry about it. Okay. And... The Niners, they do allow the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. They allow the fewest receiving yards to running backs. But this is a team This is a team that does not care about your stats and your matchups. They destroy you. Uh, Marquise Brown, starter sit. I'd sit him if you can. Don't chase touchdowns. Right. What about targets? Seven targets with the most from since week two. Uh, it was the most most from for week two. Uh, this is a tougher secondary that he's facing, uh, tougher defense that he's facing. Um, I think. I mean, like he's a boomer bust number three receiver. I, I think that's going to be the case with him every week. You, you, know? you put him in the same boat as Will Fuller, right? Like you, you only use. I'd him. start him over Will Fuller this week. Okay, but I'm just saying, as far yeah, as same upside goes, yep. like crazy sky high upside could potentially finish the game with two catches for 12 yards. It's a very strange scenario because. Uh, even with Mark Andrews, and the only reason Andrews gets a, a little bit of a separate category is because of the position he plays. You don't know what they're going to do to be successful with Lamar Jackson. They are just successful. So like we saw last week, Willie Sneed had the two touchdowns. Andrews did nothing. Right. Marquise Brown had two touchdowns. The previous, you know, two of the previous three weeks, he does nothing. You know, so there's no rhyme or reason to why. Like, you know when Tom Brady's good, Julian Edelman's playing well. You know when Deshaun Watson's playing well, it's the receivers are going off. With Mahomes, it's Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill. With Lamar Jackson, it's just he's doing everything himself. And yeah. so it's he not, he doesn't, he doesn't throw need for, those guys to play well right. for him to have success. He doesn't throw for that many yards, you know? So right. it's, it's not great for the pass. Well, it's a good catchers. thing rushing yards count for something in fantasy football. <laughs> they sure do. Uh, would you start Tevin Coleman or Marquise Brown? Not PPR. Uh, I think you could go with Brown. I would probably just take my chances with Brown with the upside play. Like Tevin Coleman, you're basically saying he he's, he has to score, and he scored once, and it was the easiest touchdown you could find last week. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. It's almost like a crapshoot. Brown could have a huge game. I'm not even sure the matchups matter. It's just you – know, I'm not, You're I'm, right. I'm not waiting for – I'm I'm doing 
and putting Daryl Williams. Let's do it. it. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Niners against tight ends. They give up the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. They haven't really been tested. There's only been one tight end who's had more than five targets against the Niners. That was Jacob Hollister, and he had eight catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Meanwhile, Mark Andrews has had three to four targets in three of his last four games, and he's had seven to nine targets in his other eight games. So you just don't know, but it's hard to sit him. Like, would you start maybe like a Ryan Griffin over a Mark Andrews? No, I'm not there. Uh, I would start Ryan Griffin over Mark Andrews. They're both touchdown dependent, and Griffin has been more successful over the last five games than Andrews has. Gee, do we like the Ravens DST this week? They are number yes. one or two for everyone, and we go to yeah. our next I mean, the game. only defense I think you probably feel more comfortable with, or you should, is the Bears today because of David Blau. Um, so. Okay, cool. Tampa Bay at Jacksonville is our next game here. We know how bad the Jacksonville run defense is. Uh, Ronald Jones or Mark Ingram? Uh, I, ooh, I think um, I have Ingram ranked higher, but I like them both. Yeah, I'm probably going to switch that. You're going to go with Jones over Ingram? Yep. <sighs> Jameis Winston or Deshaun Watson? No, no, I'm still going Ingram over Jones. Um, <laughs> you could... Jameis, easy. You you might have sold me on Jameis over Watson. Okay. Just Jameis because is, I, Jameis has, what, yeah, seven games, six so. games in a row with 300 or more yards passing? Eight I of know. his last nine. He's been yeah. five of those six games over 20 but fantasy points. what are the odds that both he and Ronald Jones have huge games? Like, Ronald, part of the reason why Ronald Jones had that huge game a couple of weeks ago was because he caught eight passes. So that obviously helps Jameis out. You know, it could I mean, happen. part of the reason is because Jameis is going to throw a pick six. Okay. <laughs> I think I think Jacksonville's, I offense will, Jacksonville's offense will score. I mean, Jacksonville keeps getting blown out. Their quarterbacks have thrown 47 or 48 passes three straight games. It's crazy. So they have right? not been you, competitive. You think that throwing a lot of passes will lead to huge numbers, and it might lead to good yardage. And Jameis has run for 37 or more yards in three straight games. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think it's, uh, look, Tannehill and, and Derrick Henry were good last week. Yeah. Yeah, Tannehill ran for two touchdowns. Well, Jameis is top seven for everyone, so you're going to start yeah. Jameis Winston. Uh, you're going to start Ronald Jones. You're going to start Godwin and Evans, and you're going to sit the tight ends. Okay, how about the Jaguars? They're a little bit trickier. So, obviously, the case for Nick Foles is he is facing one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, and if we like Winston and we like Ronald Jones, he's probably going to have to throw because that's what they do. They throw. Uh, starter sit Nick Foles. Where do you guys have him ranked? Um, there's a group of quarterbacks that include Watson, Foles, um, Cousins. Mayfield, is he in that group? No. He's below him? Much. Matt um, Ryan in that group? Yes. Garoppolo, probably not in that no. group. Kyle it's, Allen in that group? Who am I Oh, Dalton. Um, it's Dalton, Foles, Watson, Ryan, Cousins, that I think all are 18 to 20 points, max. Well, I got to tell you, man, I think you're underselling Baker Mayfield. If he's below I all agree. those guys, because yeah, they are going to smash the Browns this week. Yeah, but he's been eighteen to twenty against I Seattle, Denver, no, Buffalo, I Pittsburgh. Baker, I don't care. I don't think do Baker mean? is a top twelve guy, but I think he belongs in that group for sure. I don't think he has Baker group. ranked. I saw that the other day. Because they're just going to run, 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 run. No, they're not going to score. Baker, I don't know, man. He's been playing well. He and has been Steelers playing well, but this is has... in Pittsburgh. 
He has not played well. He has no games over 20 fantasy points on the road this year. All of his good games have come at home lately. You think they're going to The Steelers' defense is going to be fired up. The building's going to be fired up. This is going to be a tough game for the Browns. Oh, my God. The the Browns are going to beat them. The Steelers suck. They have Uh, Delk Hodges. The The Steelers' defense is still exceptional. They they are a bad team. They are are the biggest phony. Yes, they do have a good defense. They are a bad offense, but they are a great defense. But they're they're a below bad offense. They're a dreadful offense. The Browns does not have Baker Mayfield ranked. Wow. Okay, I'm excited to talk about that one tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So, so Foles is in the 18 to 20 fantasy point range. Is that what we're thinking? I I think he's got more. Uh, he's got a chance for a higher ceiling just because sure. Tampa Bay. I know they were great last week, but I think that's just because the Falcons were struggling right now. Um, Foles, I think, is probably the one that could leap up of this group, leap over this group, just based on if he plays well. I'm just worried about he could get pulled in this game because he's been playing so poorly. His arm does not look right. Uh, obviously, you know what Minshew did to the, for this team earlier this season. It's a home game. You know the crowd, if he starts to struggle, is going to start you know, chanting for Minshew mania. So that's my only concern with Foles. If they get off to a bad start and he's struggling, I could see him getting pulled. Do you have any concerns about Leonard Fournette against one of the best run None. defense? Okay. Start nope. Leonard Fournette. He's so yeah, involved in the and, passing you know, game. His involvement in the passing game is right. a huge factor there. All right, so then what about the wide receivers? I gave the stat on the waiver wire show. That since week one, so beginning in week two, the Buccaneers have allowed either 70 or more yards to multiple wide receivers or a touchdown catch to multiple wide receivers in every game. They give up, I think, the most, maybe the second most fantasy points to wide receivers, the most. Um, what are we thinking here? Who do we like? I uh, guess I'm Chark standing Chark is a must by. start. I mean, I'm standing by him. And Westbrook, I think, is worth buying into. Conley's also worth buying into. Those guys are, you know... Borderline number three, number four receivers. I like Westbrook a little bit better just because I think he's more talented. But th- they're probably going to end up having to throw the ball 40-plus times again. That's just what they've been. But they've done that. They did that last week. Chark didn't have a great game. Westbrook. Yeah, but two games game. ago, Chark was awesome. And so it's, Westbrook it's, was terrible. It's, uh, it, it's almost like Tampa Bay. There's been multiple occasions where one receiver is great and one's not so good. So yeah. you, know, you just have to understand that. Keelan Cole's going to get his targets. Nick O'Leary is now going to get some targets. Obviously, Fournette's going to get his targets. So it's not going to be all of them being successful. You just look at what the track record has been. DJ Chark's been a very good receiver, and Westbrook, more times than not, has been better than Conley. Where do you have Chark ranked? Is he top 12? Top 10. Okay, I feel so a little dirty having him that high. Ahead of Hopkins. So I, That's an easy one. Yeah, like I get that one, but I don't know about some of the other guys. I just want to give this stat real quick. Three games with Nick Foles. Okay, I, I looked at the, the game— the like the seven passes or whatever that he threw in week one. I don't remember what it was. But D.D. Westbrook has 12 catches for 101 yards on 15 targets. And Chris Conley has 11 catches for 128 yards on 19 targets. Pretty similar stats. Conley does have four more uh, targets. But Westbrook's 60% owned and Conley's 13% owned. And maybe we like Westbrook better, but perhaps the, the gulf shouldn't be that big in between the two. Agreed. And therefore, if you're in a deep league and Chris Conley's available at 13% owned, you know, he might be a nice option for you uh, if you need help. Uh, tight ends, look, they don't have a good tight end, but Nick O'Leary is a sleeper. He had four targets last week. The Bucks have given up six, uh, six, t- t- excuse me, six tight ends have caught a touchdown against the Bucks, And um, most of them have had a lot of targets, but, you know, whatever. I'm not, not going to sit here and say start Nick O'Leary, but he's a name to know. Tennessee is at Indianapolis, and uh, so this is something that should favor Jacoby Brissett. The Titans see the third most pass attempts per game in the NFL. When he throws a lot, he's really good, but 
Going into last week, the Texans saw the fourth most fa- uh, pass attempts in the NFL, and Jacoby Brissett threw 25 times. So, Nick Foles, is he ahead of Jacoby Brissett? Yes, he is. Okay. I assume a lot of people are ahead of Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm frustrated still. Remember I told you that I was like frustrated and yelling at my TV when yeah. I was watching the Colts play last Thursday? It's been a week. I'm still mad. Who are you starting? This is what this offense is. Yeah. Well, who are you starting Jonathan Williams over? Uh, Lindsey. I'd start him over... How about Coleman? starting him over I'd start him Coleman. over what about Chris Carson? Uh with all Chris Carson in, in Singletary? Both formats. Uh, I like Singletary better. I've got him over Singletary. How about wide receivers? Would you start Jonathan Williams or DeAndre Hopkins? I'd start Williams. I would PPR. go Williams in non PPR. I'd stick with Nuke in full PPR. Yeah. I mean, I mean you basically have to treat Williams like you would treat Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. Workload, performance, everything seems to be the same. Are you gonna start any of the wide receivers for the Colts? No. So even if Hilton plays? Number three receiver. Yeah, I, I think T.Y. is close to a low-end number two receiver. All right. So I mean, you say, Adam, you say the numbers every week. 54 yeah. yards is what he's averaging. Right, but I, here's what gives me a little bit of hope, if he can stay healthy and play. They've lost their red zone target leader. They've lost their touchdown guy in Eric oh, Ebron. Oh, he could score. So he, he you know, not only well, could he score, I think he, he could obviously the score, but he also good. could be standing on the sideline for half the game because yeah, of what we saw last week. I know, I know. It sucks. I, I think I, so I, think like I have said, to start. So like if he's healthy right now, he's not healthy. I think I'm going to have to start Randall Cobb or like Anthony Miller or something over him. Although I might just wait for, see, maybe I'll start Brandon Cooks. But it's either going to be, I have Cobb, I have Brandon Cooks, and I have T.Y. Hilton for one spot. With with Cobb, you may get a, a practice report before they play. With Miller, you're not going to. I don't have Miller actually. Well, you have to pick him up off the it's gonna it's gonna be T. Y. Hilton versus Randall Cobb. I'm gonna have to make that decision today. Is it PPR? It's non PPR. I mean, it, you know, I I go with T. Y. It's always better to be safe if he's not gonna play or be limited. Damn it! I hate. And, this. and Randall Cobb has been better than T. Y. Hilton. You know, it's not like you're just saying I'm gonna pick. Player X off the waiver wire who hasn't shown me anything. Randall Cobb has shown you plenty in the last three weeks. Yeah. He okay. may have more targets in the last three weeks than T.Y. Hilton has in his last five games. Okay. That's, well, sorry. Uh, I don't want to make this about me. Let's go. Uh, oh, Jack Doyle. So how much do you like Jack Doyle this week? He's low top 12. Starter. Yeah. Okay. Top 12, low-end starter. Uh, start him over like Greg Olson? Yes. No. No, yes, no, okay. He's close. Uh, if Zach Ertz plays, would you play Jack Doyle or Dallas Goddard? Goddard. Um, Doyle. All right. Well, they're all going to be in the same range, but you can definitely go with Jack Doyle, and he might be good rest of the season. You never know. For the Titans, so this is not necessarily a uh, a great matchup, but it hasn't really mattered for Tannehill. Are you believing in Ryan Tannehill this week? Yes. Why... What's the argument to not believe in Ryan Tannehill? He's not going you, up against a dangerous defense. What, At least five, I don't think the Colts are that dangerous. How many years did he play with the Dolphins? I have like five, I think you five, throw six years. All of it out, dude, okay. because he just does not look like the same quarterback. He'll still make the occasional bad throw, but he's playing better under pressure. He's running the ball more. He's he's finding the end zone more often. He's he might be playing his best football right now. And the Titans are definitely leaning on his strengths. It's exciting to see. Okay. Now, 
Six straight quarterbacks had failed to score 20 points against the Colts before Nick Foles had 21 and then Deshaun Watson had 22. So it's eight straight quarterbacks have scored 22 or fewer against the Colts. And that includes Watson twice and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, their secondary has been giving up some numbers, especially on the outside. That's good news for A.J. Brown, and maybe it's good news for Corey Davis. We'll see if that matters. But you know where this offense is going to go. They're going to lean on Derrick Henry, and then this is really where Ryan Tannehill has been great. The play action and the bootleg stuff where he runs outside, easy to find throws for him. It's it's the secret to the success that he's having. Okay, I'm going to give you a sneaky bust that will be started in 100% of leagues, and his name is Derrick Henry. He has had a, several tough matchups this year, and he has not done well in pretty much in like all of them, really. Uh, three out of four, like really tough matches. Anyway. The Colts, in their last nine games, they have not allowed more than 10 fantasy points in non-PPR or 12 fantasy points in PPR to any running back other than Jalen Samuels. So that is nine games of being very good against the run. But you're starting Derrick Henry. I I could see him struggling, but I still think you're looking at a floor of probably 60 to 80 yards rushing, 60 to 75 yards rushing, and I think he still scores. He had 82 yards rushing and a touchdown against them. Yeah, they actually were really two. bad against the. They were bad against the run back then. They were like an easy matchup. Since their bye week, they've been such a good defense. Who they well, played? they got Darius Leonard back, and that probably has helped them out. But I, I would caution. They they took on the Texans. They don't have a great run game. The Jaguars. Leonard Fournette had only eight carries in that game. The Dolphins. They don't have a good run game. The Steelers. You mentioned Jalen Samuels had the touchdown catch against them. They didn't play with James Conner in that James game. game. Now nah, he had the 13 catches in that game. And then Denver had, they didn't have a good rushing average, but Roy Streeman found the end zone. All right, let's see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I think they've taken on a lot of softer run games, and that's probably the reason why that stat is what it is. Okay, that's a good call. A.J. Brown, you like him this week? He's 44% owned. Good sleeper. I, I'm putting him in that same high upside bin as Marquise Brown and Will Fuller. Yeah, probably a little ahead of them. Yep. He just doesn't get a lot of targets. That's the problem. Would you start him over T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Brown, or T.Y. Hilton? I've got Hilton ahead right now. Uh, right now, I'd start Hilton, but it's could be closer if he continues to be limited practice. I'd love to see them get him more involved, man. He's a lot of fun. Jonu Smith or Jack Doyle? Doyle. Doyle. Okay. You guys have, close. You guys, oh, all right, two of the three of you have uh, Jonu Smith ranked as a sit. Dave has him 14th. Yeah, I mean, he's just been so uninspiring without. It's almost like when Tannehill came back the first couple of games, he looked really good with Tannehill, and then he's just disappeared as the you've seen um, A.J. Brown come to life. Tajay Sharp's had a couple of good games. Corey Davis here or there. It's just inconsistent. They spread the ball around a lot, and they don't throw the ball a ton. So it's kind of a problem. That's why you can't be more excited about A.J. Brown. All right, let's see if we can knock out these last three games in about 10 or 15 minutes. And they are Philadelphia at Miami, the Chargers and the Broncos. Maybe we should save that for tomorrow. And the Chiefs and the Raiders. Philly, Miami, uh, 12 out of 15 wide receivers with six or more targets against the Dolphins have 76 yards or a touchdown. So Alshon Jeffrey is someone that we certainly like this week. And Carson Wentz is a top 10 quarterback. If Zach Ertz is out, would that change? Yeah. Was that a no, Jamie? It would change for me. Okay. Yeah, look, the, this is a start them all, sit them all kind of game. But tell me what yep. you expect for Miles Sanders because Jay Ajayi did get six carries. Could he get more? Sanders hasn't had more than 12 carries in the last two games that uh, Jordan Howard missed. What do you think? 
I mean, I know he hasn't been great, but he's seen a lot of playing time, like 85% of the snaps since Jordan Howard's been sidelined. And if, if he's getting that much playing time against Miami, I would imagine he's going to have a very good game. He's had at least three catches in all but one of his last seven games. And nine of 12 running backs with at least 13 touches against Miami have had 10 or more non-PPR fantasy points. And one of the three who didn't was just uh, Gus Edwards, who's grinding down the clock early on. Uh, I like him as a number two running back this week. I also think he's great on FanDuel. His price is only 5800 It seems way low for a running back, a lead back going up against the Dolphins. Miles Sanders or Jonathan Williams? I have Williams higher. Uh, I'll take Williams in non-PPR, Sanders in PPR. Any interest in Jay Ajayi revenge game? If you're stuck. He could have the blowout fourth quarter touchdown. Okay, where is he with Tevin Coleman? Ajayi? Yeah. Behind him. Yeah, well behind. Okay. Start Alshon Jeffrey. Sit Nelson Aguilar, right? Yes. How much do you like Dallas Goddard? As of now, with Ertz playing, I'm assuming Ertz With plays. Ertz playing, he's not top 12 for me, especially with Alshon back. But um, if Ertz is out, then he shoots right up into the top 10. Yeah, borderline starter, uh, with even with Alshon back, just because I think Wentz could do whatever he wants. Um, if Ertz is out, he'll be a top 7 tight end. If Ertz is in, would you go with Kyle Rudolph or Dallas Goddard? Rudolph. Rudolph. If, if Thielen's out. If Thielen's in, I'll take Goddard. Okay. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not ranked, or he's 24th for Dave and not ranked for Dave and Heath. That means, or for Jamie and Heath, that means outside the top 24. But he, let's give him a little bit of credit. He's actually been playing pretty well. Uh, two of four good games in his last four, two of four stinkers. Yeah. Actually, you go back to the last six, three good games and three stinkers. So sit the Miami running backs, start Devontae Parker. He's a must start guy. Any interest in Mike Kosicki? No. All right. Eagles DST, third for Jamie, fourth for Dave, 11th for Heath. They've been great three of their last four games, and the Dolphins give I, the most I points to DSTs. I think that they're the DST to pick up and use the rest of the season. Yes. I have like been, potential league-winning DST. I've been shouting that out for the last For weeks, you have. Yeah, well, really, since Monday. But, yeah, I think the week before as well. So I hope everybody – they're, like, almost universally owned now. So you're welcome. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to me. Uh, you're thankful. The Chargers at the Broncos. No. no, I'm sorry. That was such a terrible joke. It sounded so bad. That was a joke? It was awful. Uh, okay. Chargers at the Broncos. And oh, this is a tr- kind of a tricky game here. Like, Philip Lindsay's tricky. Keenan Allen does not have good history. Uh, you know what? You know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to skip this game. I'm going to put it tomorrow so we can talk about it earlier in the show. So the last game we'll do today is Chiefs and Raiders. And is there anything tricky about this game here? Oh, my gosh. Wait, um, we didn't, do, Jet, we didn't do Jets and Bengals yet? Huh? Nope, we haven't done that. All right, let's do Jets and Bengals, and then we'll do Chiefs and Raiders. Okay. So start Le'Veon. Sam Darnold is top five for you guys. Heath doesn't like him quite as much. Well, he, Heath does explain that on HQ. I don't know if he did it yesterday or not. but No. He has, uh, in his projections, I think he said like six quarterbacks right around 22 points with Darnold in that group. So he said when they showed the graphic of where he hasn't ranked um, on the show that it's going to seem like he's lower on him. But he said if he tweaks it, you know, uh, uh, a decimal here or there, he'll go from 15 or six. Where's he having 15? Yeah. 15 to like eight. 
Okay, okay. So he likes Darnold. He just likes a whole slew of other guys in between, you know, those those other. Like, we, we had a, a conversation of Foles versus Darnold. He likes Foles better, for example. You guys have have uh, Sam Darnold ahead of Aaron Rodgers, who we like this week, ahead of Jameis Winston, ahead of Dak and Josh Allen and Carson. Yeah, Darnold's the start of the week. Five. All right, let's do it, Sam Darnold. He's been rolling, and they seem intent on really getting him going. I mean, it's sort of changing the thought of the franchise a little bit, at least the outside thoughts. Le'Veon Bell's a must-start guy, and so is Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, yeah, and certainly in PPR, starting him. Uh, Demarius Thomas or Robbie Anderson, any interest there? You'd have to be pretty desperate receiver to go with them. Anderson's better than Thomas just because he scored the last two, so at least you've seen some production out of him. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with Dave. It's just more desperation. Ryan Griffin is top eight in non-PPR. He's top ten in PPR. So he's going to be there in that, like, Jack Doyle, Kyle Rudolph range. If Thielen's out, you can start Ryan Griffin. And Andy Dalton. Any interest in Andy Dalton, guys? Yes. I think mm. it's actually going to be a fun game. I, I like him in DFS because his price is really cheap. But I don't. I wouldn't want to use him this week in uh, in seasonal leagues. I, I buy into the Jets secondary playing better. And there, unless there's A.J. Green alongside Andy Dalton, I'm not ready to run to him. I gave the Jets secondary playing better in one game, which was last week. Because the week before that, they played Washington. And then the week before that, Daniel Jones tore them apart. Yeah. I don't know. But the three weeks before that, they gave up 10 touchdowns to wide receivers in three games. Mm-hmm. So and they then they, look like, they changed up their personnel and they've been playing better. But they also lost like one of their corners for the year. He right? stunk. That's why they're better. They got rid of Daryl Roberts. Yeah, and even so, they gave up two touchdowns to Haskins. I mean, this secondary is not good. Joe Mixon. They small Adams, and then it's a bunch of guys. Starter sit Joe Mixon. Look, his last three games, or last four games, have been against the Rams, the Ravens, and the Raiders and Steelers. Four good run defenses. And he has scored 13, 14, 15, and 7 fantasy points in non-PPR. 17, 16, 16, and 7 fantasy points in PPR. So three good games against tough defenses. This is the toughest one. Jets have the best run defense <laughs> in football. so funny to hear that. I know. It's I know. weird, but it's true. Uh, he's a borderline starter. I think if you get away from him, you can. Like, I'd start McCoy over him. Um, I'd start Ronald Jones over him. Um, Jonathan Williams. Williams. How about Daryl Williams? Uh, I'm not there yet, but, I mean, you just look at the numbers for what those Chiefs guys have done whenever Damian Williams has been out. You can make a case for him over Joe Mixon. But uh, the one thing I keep going back to with Mixon is, like, he's – I think the whole team is fired up that they get – Right, they get uh, Dalton back. It's it's kind of fun to see how excited they are about Andy Dalton. His rushing average was better with Finley than it was with Dalton. Yeah, but the whole team was terrible then too. Not that they've been better since. But yeah, I again, I'm I'm maybe I look like a sucker after this, but I'm buying into this Jets run defense. Oh, that oh, you should. Very good. Yeah, you two point six yards per carry, uh, and just two ten point nine PPR opponent. Just two ten point nine PPR performances to opposing running backs. And they just got done containing Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley uh, over their last few games. Yeah, it's not an inspiring start for Joe Mixon. Certainly, Tyler Boyd and Jamison Crowder would be better options than him, right? Sure, especially in PPR. What about Auden Tate or Alex Erickson or Robbie Anderson over Joe Mixon? No. Okay. Sit Tyler Eifert, Jets DST. Dave likes him a lot. Got him second. Jamie ninth. Heath 20th. All right, our last game is Oakland at Kansas City. The Jets also, if they're still available, they get the Dolphins next week too. Yeah. So not just the Eagles with the recent stretch. Jets do. 
So Oakland and Kansas City, as far as the Chiefs go, I think we've talked enough about their running backs. Uh, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you're starting. Sammy Watkins or Tyrell Williams, who's a better option in this game? Watkins. Tyrell. Hmm. I'm done. I, I don't like either one of them, but I'm done trusting Sammy Watkins in my lineup. Yeah, Watkins in PPR has actually not been awful. Um, I probably would take Tyrell in non-PPR, but Watkins in PPR. All right, we know it's difficult uh, to succeed in Arrowhead, so is is uh, Tyrell Williams like a top 30 wide receiver or, or no? No, outside of it. No, barely a top 30. All right, so sit Carr, start Jacobs, and we talked a lot about Jacobs earlier. So if you missed that, please check the time codes and go to the start, sit, or flex it. Be- no, go to the stats to know part. Uh, it's about about 25 minutes in or something like that. And uh, we talked a lot about Josh Jacobs in this matchup. Do you have any interest in Jalen Richard? He's had 43 or more receiving yards in three of his last four games. So if this is going to be a Raiders blowout loss, he will probably see a decent amount of playing time. And I can't put it past him having seven or eight PPR points. If you're desperate at running back in a PPR league, you could go with Richard. Darren Waller is top eight in non-PPR, top six in PPR. Yeah, with Renfro not yeah. playing, I think that Waller gets his target share back. Yeah, he certainly stands to benefit. And the Chiefs defense, I think maybe you guys are a touch low on them. They're 15th and 16th for, for all of you. So I, yeah, you might be right. You don't have to. Look, you don't have to. There's enough great ones this week: Packers, Jets, Eagles, whatever. But you don't. I wouldn't be surprised. That's. A, I think that's a good DFS play. The Chiefs DST. All right, guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. We're gonna have another show on Friday. Looking forward to it. Uh, miss miss you guys. Thankful for you. You don't miss us. Nah, I don't. <laughs> it felt like <laughs> you, the you right miss thing your football to say. game. With I, your family. I miss my family, and I miss my football game, and I miss more yeah, If we weather. played in that game, we'd try and pulverize you every time you had the ball. Well, for Fraser, it'd be like when I play basketball with him, I'd just beat the crap out of him. Right. Yeah, yeah, he would back me down. He's Yeah, well, it didn't go well. All right, everybody. I play a little bully ball with Adam when we play basketball. Have a great Thanksgiving. Talk to you Friday. Thanksgiving. <laughs>